You're listening to episode 9 of the Thriving Mom Podcast. If you're feeling stressed out about the abundance of holiday treats and sweets, you're going to want to stick around for this one because that's what we're talking about today and you're going to get 5 steps to help you normalize treats and sweets for yourself or your family. Stay tuned. Welcome to the Thriving Mom Podcast, where we invite mothers and mothers at heart to think outside the conventional beliefs about motherhood, nutrition, and raising healthy kids. I'm your host, Uime Oguta, recovering perfectionist and non-diet nutrition counselor on a mission to help smart women like you find food and body freedom through intuitive eating, self-care, and mindful practices that will leave you kicking balance to the curb, stop surviving, and start thriving in the beautiful chaos that is motherhood. Are you ready, mama? Let's journey together. Hello, friends. Welcome back to another episode. I'm so excited to be bringing you this episode today. It's the last one before we go into 2021. So it's really exciting. I can't believe how far we've come. Thank you so much to everyone who has supported us on this journey for your feedback, your reviews. We really appreciate it. And speaking of reviews, I wanted to read one that Kim at Radiance Vitality Wellness wrote. Kim and I are colleagues, so I'm so thankful for her taking the time to leave me a review on iTunes. Kim says, I'm so glad I found this podcast. As a mama of four, feeding kids is a full-time job and not an easy one. I really appreciate Uime's compassionate tone and practical tools. Looking forward to learning more from her. So Kim, thank you, sister. I feel honored to be able to support women and moms in this way, and I look forward to doing so much more in the new year. Alrighty, let's dive into talking about treats and sweets. By the time this episode airs, it'll be past Christmas Day, and most people, especially parents, are probably wondering what to do with the amounts of sweets and treats that somehow find their way into your homes around the holiday season. So if you're a mom, it's okay to feel worried about letting your kids have all this candy. But even as an individual, I remember I struggled with this before I had kids, it's something that we're, we're, we're constantly thinking about and worrying about because of the messaging that we hear about candies and sweets or sugary treats. So I'm hoping that after you listen to this episode, you'll find yourself a little bit less stressed about sweets and treats in your home. And just let's normalize what it means to have sweets and treats in the home. I'm just going to start off by saying that before I had kids, I didn't have candy or treats in my house. Naturally, I'm not a sweet tooth, but things changed when I had kids. I mean, I wish I could say that letting them have sweets and treats came easy, but I'd be lying. I did not allow those kinds of foods in my house. And of course, my kids always looked forward to going to birthday parties just so they could have candy. In fact, I remember how my kids would usually dive into their goodie bags right at the party and they would just like devour the candy like their lives depended on it. And as I started working on my own relationship with food, I recognized how my food policing behavior was impacting my kids. I also knew that working on my fears around sweets and treats had to be a priority. So part of that work was allowing sweets and treats in the house. And I'm sure you can guess what happened when I bought the first bag of candy in the house. My kids were shocked. I remember they didn't understand what was happening. It was like, okay, really, mom, like, are you for real? And I remember my oldest daughter actually hid the candy in several places throughout the house. 
Like there was candy under the pillow, there was candy in shoes. And I remember when we talked about this with her and she said <laughs> she was just preparing in case I decided to go back to restricting candy. Anyway, it took months and even years for my kids to finally stop acting out of control around sweets and candies. The thing is, through this experience, I was reminded that my children were born with the innate ability to listen to and trust their bodies. All children are, we're all born that way. I also learned that I didn't have to micromanage their intake of sweets and treats. Rather, I focused on building a trusting feeding relationship and positive eating experiences so that they could listen to and trust their bodies when it comes to regulating their own intake of treats and sweets. I'll talk about what we did and what we're still doing because <laughs> this is a continuous practice and I don't know, it just keeps going until they're no longer dependent on you for that sort of guidance when it comes to their eating. So here are five steps to help you feel less stressed about sweets in your home. Number one, you have to get curious about why you feel stressed and anxious. Perhaps you have some rules or beliefs about sugar or the people who eat sweets and treats or allow their children to do so. Do you see foods as good versus bad? Or maybe you have a belief about what it means for you as a mom or a parent or a caregiver, you know? Sometimes you could also be worried about health, which in the grand scheme of things, it doesn't really matter if you're eating a diet that's rich in all kinds of foods. So you really have to think about where these feelings of stress and worry are coming from or anxiety. And I know one of the biggest things that I do with my clients is we work to explore their childhood eating experiences and how this impacts their expectations when it comes to their children's eating relationships, especially when they struggled with treats or um, sweets where such foods were used for either punishment or reward or things like that. So for example, if you grew up in a house where sweets and treats were off limits, or you were told that your body is the way it is because of eating sweets, you'll feel the need to make use of those control um, tactics around sweets and treats in your own home. It's very important to identify what experiences have shaped your own beliefs around sweets and treats. And I believe that the awareness will help you see areas that you need to work on and give yourself and your child grace in the meantime. So my next step is a two-in-one. It's about exploring what happens when you act based on those feelings of stress and anxiety. Do you feel good about those actions that you're taking? So for instance, if you're acting from a place of restriction and diet mentality, you'll know deep down that your actions are not really serving you or your child, right? So if you're actively, you know, in diet culture while trying to allow your kids to have a healthy relationship with all foods, I often tell moms who find themselves in this state to seek help because you're working with two mentalities and there'll always be that struggle between wanting to allow all the foods, including the sweets and treats versus wanting to restrict. And that could really be a source of stress for you as a mom. So it's helpful to work with someone. If this is you, feel free to reach out to me and see how I can support you. I'll include a link to that in the show notes. So feel free to reach out and let's see how we can support you in this area. Now, the second part of that is also, do you like what happens as a result of your behavior? So when we look at the big picture, which is raising children who are confident and competent eaters, we're hoping that our children will be able to fully trust themselves to know what works for their bodies. And that includes treats and sweets. 
So this only comes from allowing them the freedom to explore and discover that relationship for themselves. Yes, it may be easy to control what happens in your home, but wouldn't it be better for you to arm yourself or your child with the skills that they need to be able to navigate the external world with their own internal compass, to be able to go out somewhere and not have to binge on all the candies or the sweets and the treats because you feel like this is the one time you get to eat it. Research shows that any form of food restriction may lead to binging on those foods later. And binging in this case, it's referring to the act of overeating those foods because the body is trying to compensate for the previous restriction that it felt. So what do you do once you realize that your actions are not actually serving you or your child? The next point, which is point number three, is about giving permission. And it's very important to give yourself permission to eat and enjoy sweets and treats and giving your child that permission as well. Even if you're not ready to enjoy sweets yet, it's important to know that when food is forbidden, like I've talked about, it becomes a prized possession that we must obtain at all costs. And this preoccupation and feelings of deprivation and scarcity around foods can lead to obsessive behaviors, which I've talked about already. It's that whole idea of binging the food. So we need to make sure that we're allowing and giving that permission for sweets and treats to be part of the diet. And now the next point is managing expectations. Yes, it's one thing to allow the foods or the sweets and treats, but it's another thing (laughs) to manage what's going to happen. So I've talked about when you let the food to finally just be normalized in your home, there will be a period where your child or yourself will swing from one end of the pendulum where you feel like you're restricting and then to the other end where it feels like you just want to eat everything. Now, as an adult, observing this in yourself might not be very scary, but watching your child do this might just freak you out. But I just want you to manage your expectation and assume that your child would probably eat more sweets than you anticipate. When you anticipate this, it's easy for you to manage your expectation that this is something that's probably going to happen. So how do you plan to deal with that? How do you plan to manage seeing your child go overboard with candy and not freak out? That's something that you have to do. And it all comes down to thinking about your mindset. What is your mind telling you about the situation? You have to remind yourself that this is a process that your child has to go through in order to get to the other side of finding that good relationship with treats and sweets. If you're doing this on your own, this is something that you have to remind yourself as well. It's all part of the process. I'm working towards finding a healthy relationship with sweets and treats. And even if you have to recite that as a mantra for yourself, so that when you feel that anxiety or stress coming up, you use it to calm yourself down. Yes, it's going to happen. This is part of the process and this is how I plan to manage it. And this also ties into the idea of trusting. So I talked about how our children are born with the innate ability to listen to their bodies and know what works or what doesn't work. And trust me, this is where that issue is going to come up. Because yes, you'll feel like, well, your child's body is not listening. But if you're paying attention, you'll probably hear them talk about things like a tummy ache or maybe they had diarrhea, 
or they'll say things like, oh, I think I had too much candy. That's not your place to judge. That's not your place to speak up and say, oh yeah, that's why you shouldn't have too much. No, you just observe with them. You acknowledge what they've observed and then we move on. Oh, I see that you have a tummy ache. Why do you think that is? And let them talk about it. Oh, okay. Well, let's see what's different about how we ate yesterday. Perhaps it's our food. Perhaps it's, you know, you didn't have enough water or what is it? Try to get them to be the ones to come to that conclusion and think about what happens. And this doesn't mean that you have to steer them in the direction of blaming the candy. No, it's not about that. We're trying to brainstorm here to find possible solutions to why they might have some form of response to the food. It's not an easy process, but I invite you to stick with it because the way this sticks as a habit is when it comes from them. It has to be intrinsic from their own inner motivation, not from you telling them. Because you telling them, it just becomes another rule. And we're trying to stay away from food rules and restrictions. If you're genuinely worried about health conditions such as diabetes or childhood obesity, I could see how this would be a problem for you. And I've been there too. But we have to remember that health is impacted by so many factors beyond what we eat. And you can't really control how your child's health turns out as a result of this. Because yes, food is just one portion, but there's so many other issues that you need to consider. So I'm hoping that brings you a little bit of peace around this idea of health and allowing your child eat the sweets and treats. Finally, my number five point is just creating a food environment that neutralizes sweets and treats throughout the year, not just the holiday season. Remember here that you are responsible for creating a structure of meals and snacks. So I invite you to present sweets and treats within that structure. This will make that obsession become less. For example, you could leave the treats out where everyone can see them, then create some expectations around eating them. And again, this is not about rules where people get punished or rewarded. It could be as simple as just saying, okay, the treats and sweets are here. We'll have them during our meal times and snack times. Then you let them pick how much candy or sweets they want to eat within the context of their regular meals and snacks. Initially, again, managing expectations, they'll probably go crazy wanting to eat everything first or eating the candy first before their dinner. I know my toddler still does this every time she has chocolate with food. That's the first thing she wants to eat. She'll eat that first and eventually she'll eat her dinner. So again, let them pick what they want to eat in the context of their regular meals and snacks. And one more thing I wanted to say under creating this environment is just making sure that you avoid using treats or sweets as a reward or threatening to take them away as punishment. This kicks in that deprivation drive that we talked about and will often result in the opposite of what we're trying to achieve here, which is to neutralize the allure of sweets and treats. So there you have it, the five ways to help you feel less stressed about treats in your home. I'll do a quick recap. Number one is exploring why you're feeling stressed or anxious about the uh, treats and sweets. Secondly, what actions do you take as a result of that feeling? And do you like the way you feel? Once you figure these out, you need to manage your mindset around what it means to have candies and sweets in your home or allow your kids to eat them. 
And once you manage your mindset, you want to make sure that you create a neutral environment for sweets and treats in your home. So I just want to say, I know it's possible for you to allow sweets and treats in your home while working on your own relationship with food, if you're a mom. And part for me, part of working through my own fears around sweets was knowing that I had to address my discomfort with seeing my children eat way more candy and treats than I was comfortable with. I also had to manage my mindset about what it means for me to be a good mom, which had nothing to do with the sweets or treats. I got the support that I needed to do the work. And you may be in that position too, where you need that support as well. So if you're a woman needing more support around food in your body, I'd love to invite you to check out my food freedom guide on my website at oliveandbliss.ca. I'll include the link in the show notes. You can also send me an email at hello at oliveandbliss.ca if you have any questions about anything you heard me talk about today, or if you're looking to work with me one-on-one, I support women, I support moms through this process as well. All right, my friends, I hope you found this episode helpful. Feel free to share it with your friends. And as always, I hope you keep thriving and we'll see you on the next episode. Bye for now. Hey, thanks for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed it, please be sure to share with other moms. I'd also love to hear your takeaways. So please reach out to me on Instagram or Facebook. I'm at Olive and Bliss Wellness. If you hadn't had a chance yet, please be sure to subscribe, rate, and review the podcast. Each review is so important to us because it makes it easy for other moms to find our thriving mom community. Be sure to tune in next week for another dose of inspiration to help you thrive on your motherhood journey. Until next time, stay thriving!